Can you name a city that hosted a game at the 2002 World Cup? Should we say Tokyo? Out straight away. Whoa! What? Oh, what are the greatest answers of all time? OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Rugby on Off The Ball With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team We all belong to the team of us So Andy Farrell has named his squad for the first test against New Zealand on Saturday morning. It's a long expected lines, front row of Porter, Sheehan, Furlong. Uh, Ty Byrne and James Ryan in the second row. Peter O'Mahony gets a start uh, with Josh van der Fleer and Caelan Doris starting at number eight. It's Jameson Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton as expected the uh, halfback combination. Keith Earls selected on the wing alongside James Lowe, Gary Ringrose and Robbie Henshaw in the centre and Hugo Keenan at full back among the replacements well a lot of experience Dave Heffernan Finlay Bealham Keen Healy who uh, despite it felt uh, torbing over yesterday is named among the replacements Kieran Treadwell Jack Conan Conor Murray Joy Carberry and Bundy Aki on a very experienced bench Rory O'Connor of the Irish Independent is with us Evening Rory Hey Nathan how's it going? Uh, no major shocks in that 15 no, the only real shock was that Keaton Healy was on the bench mm. um, and even the fact that he's in the number 18 jersey which is usually designated for the tight head prop replacement rather than the loose head prop replacement suggests to me that by the time Saturday rolls around Tom O'Toole might be filling that jersey and the Finley Beelham might be covering the loose head side of the scrum. I, I just can't see how, even if he is not as bad as we thought, I don't see how he's going to be able to turn himself around that quickly. That looked like a nasty, nasty mm. injury. I hope, I, like, I hope he's fine. I mean, that it'd be an incredibly good news story if he if he came off the pitch in that fashion and was okay. But I find it hard to believe. I guess Keith Earls is a bit of a surprise. I mean, Kieran Treadwell started the other night in the second row and they took him off after 50 minutes and he's gone on the bench. You know, they kept everyone else pretty much on ice. Bundyaki went 80 and he's on the bench. But uh, Keith Earls went 80 at the age of 34. He's going, you know, he's starting again. And when you look at the bench cover, there's no one really to bring on. Obvious, to, sorry, there's no one obvious to bring on for Keith Earls. So um, you just wonder. Obviously, there are injuries. There's COVID with Mac Hansen and, and stuff. You know that they're lighter maybe than they thought they were going down. But if the plan was always to start Keith Earls on Saturday. Why did he play 80 minutes on on um, on Wednesday night? Maybe James Hume's injury forced their hand mm-hmm. in terms of changes. You know, we just you know, I'm not down there. I don't know that that's those questions, but it that seems strange to me. Otherwise, yeah, O'Mahony over Jack Conan. You could say it's a form call, but I didn't think Peter O'Mahony was pretty impressive in the last game of the season up in Ravenhill. Big night for him. First game back in New Zealand soil since he got dropped as Lions captain. So that, you know, he's he's got a point to prove. But yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's all of the available centrally contracted players are either in the starting team or on the bench so it's it's the big hitters are out, out in force From the minute the Six Nations finishes and we start turning our attention towards the trip to New Zealand everyone's watching the provinces and we're talking about folders and players who will get their opportunity in experimentation uh, this is a, a very experienced side now injuries and COVID have maybe been a factor in that are, are you surprised that at the start of what Andy Farrell himself has said is the World Cup cycle that there isn't more experimentation or will that naturally come in the second and third tests? It probably more due to injuries than anything else. Like he, he's added those two Maori games for a reason and he, he you know he blooded five new faces against the Maori on Wednesday. Things didn't go particularly well and he can point to that as a reason why you can't come out against the All Blacks with anything less than your, your strongest team. 
it was smart doing that in in terms of like this gives you know like it, it takes the pressure off him to try and start Joey Carberry for example or give Joe McCarthy a debut. He'll feel like you know getting those minutes under their belts in the midweek games will probably be enough during this window. And when you think about the scale of the challenge, you know playing the New Zealand in the first test in, in Eden Park, you know just over a year out from a World Cup. This really is about tuning up your starting 15 and subs and getting them ready for that experience. You know, this isn't really an environment where you would blood someone for a new cap in, in an ideal world. Um, and I think there's a benefit for the World Cup in, in winning one of these three te- test games at least, you know, because the, 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 he's also, while he also wants to build depth, he also wants his, his first team to be winning and playing very well. And that's why he's gone with all of them. I, I, I can understand that. And really, based on Wednesday night very hard to argue any of those selections what are you basing on Wednesday night because Ireland came into this with you know Leinster losing two huge games at the end of the season Munster struggling for form so maybe expectations quite weren't where they were three four months ago but it feels because of Tuesday night there's now a real fear and trepidation going into these three tests that not never mind Ireland not winning one of them but actually they could find themselves on the end of a a bit of a beating like on the last trip to New Zealand has has there been an overreaction to a team thrown together only in the country three four days I don't think it's an overreaction I think if if you didn't have the injuries and you just lost the game then the reaction wouldn't have been as bad but as, as players started dropping like flies and um, you know, in particularly in a very difficult position for Ireland, where there's not a huge amount of depth, like loose head prop, you started to realise that the itinerary, the size of the squad, and the lack of depth could really come back to haunt Ireland over the course of these three weeks. The performance itself, you know, they're only in country, you know, eight or nine days. Those players weren't really, you know, you don't get prepared for a midweek game. You're really there to prepare the test team, so you don't have a huge amount of time to get get a bit of flow yourselves. You know, you have new combinations. Someone said to me like, there's a load of players who were not Leinster players effectively playing a Leinster game plan um, that will obviously um, cause difficulties and the Maori were really good they were quick and they kind of issued a reminder of what New Zealand rugby is all about Ireland played into their hands their tactics weren't great their execution was worse their kicking was poor and they kicked Lucy to a back three that was really really dangerous and when they copped things on after half time they, were, they, they, they weren't far off so it's more I think the realisation of how difficult those two games are Plus the thinness around certain positions, and I, you know, the starting fifteen and, and the twenty-three. My concerns, I have concerns about the the kind of tie five replacements, but starting fifteen anyway for the weekend is capable of winning against any opposition in the world. But if you lose Andrew Porter, Keen, sorry, Andrew Porter, Ty Furlong, or even Johnny Sexton you're in real trouble down there and that's uh, that's a major risk for me and I think that Saturday, sorry Wednesday brought that home and it also just it's my first Ireland tour I haven't gone on since since the, I, I wasn't on the 2012 tour so it was my first time kind of getting up early to watch Ireland and they brought back all these memories of like you know sunken Irish players um, looking just distressed as all you know as players in black ran around ran rings around them and the rain fell on them and it just they were haunted and it just I was like God this is this is what touring New Zealand's all about you know it's uh, it's a scary proposition and maybe we'd all maybe underestimated that a little bit in terms of those three key positions then with Porter Furlong and Sexton and the lack of depth what can Andy Farrell do during this series to fix some of those problems I mean Tom O'Toole is is someone I think that they've high hopes for and and they think that he can be a backup to Tyg Furlong by the time 
they get to the World Cup. And he's not on the bench tomorrow. I think he will be, but sorry, on Saturday. But I think he will be the time kickoff comes around. And I think he's someone that could benefit. He was okay the other night. He was fine. You know, he wasn't. He didn't stand out, but he did, he wasn't one of the major problems. He's a heavy hitter. He's he's good in traffic. Um, you know, he's not tight furlong, but you know, tight furlongs. Ireland's greatest ever tight head prop, I would argue, and you know they don't come around along very often. Porter, his real problem, like Dave Coins injured, Jack McGrath's, you know, being released by Ulster, he hasn't been able to sustain his high levels, and um, Keane Healy's got an injury now, and, and really believe that they, that they're not convinced by any of the players that they have. And Jeremy Lockman comes out and he gets concussed after, you know, ninety seconds and comes back on controversially, but goes off at half time, and now he's going to be stood down for twelve days, so he can't make an impact. And Ed Burns on a flight out to New Zealand, but he was playing for the Barbarians last week, and he's playing catch up, and there's not really any outstanding candidate to step up and in in, in those positions. So you're kind of and maybe this is the way with, with a country the size of ours, with a playing pool the size of ours, you are fing- crossing your fingers for your most important players. You know, we have outstanding loose head and tight head props um, in our front line, but beneath that, we don't have the same level of quality. Out half, it's just they've left it very late to be trying to find their depth at out half. And Joey Carberry looked really, really ropey when he came on the other night. He looks like his confidence is shot. So that's a real issue because Kieran Foley starts and he's been playing twelve for the last couple of years. You know, couple of years and Harry Burns disappeared. Apparently he's, he's injured, but he's played nearly as much at twelve as he has at ten this season. Ben Healy didn't get selected. Billy Burns and Ross Byrne and Jack, Car- Jack Hardy's injured, but they're all starting for their provinces. But they don't get the Ireland recognition and it's just really muddled and shows maybe a lack of alignment between the top team and, and that, that's supposed to be there and the rest so you're relying on a 30 you know a guy who's going to be 38 at the World Cup who's undoubtedly the best out half there is and on his day he's one, still one of the best in the world but one thing I thought the other night was that when the Maori played a pace a couple of Ireland's players Bundiaki, Keith Earls were starting to look a bit old and New Zealand is no country for old men, pardon the cliche. Uh, I wonder how Sexton... Like, if Sexton gets through this and is still performing, you could have... You know, if he gets through three weeks against the All Blacks in a row and comes out of it and performs well, we can be a lot more confident that he's going to do well in the World Cup next year. But this is going to test every fibre of his being as a 30... He's still 36, I think. He turns 37 after the tour, I believe. Um, that's massive. You know, that's, that's a yeah. huge strain on his body. And he's up against Bowden Barrett. He's got bundles of pace. And they've picked a massive pack and a really hard carrying back, back line you know he's going to come in for some treatment in the next couple of weeks and, and this is a real test of, of where he is you know he's well, well on that then because again talk about conversations that have been going on forever like you know there was a feeling at one stage you know do you even bring Sexton on the tour and do you go with Joey Carberry and give him run this run of games then it goes well maybe you play Sexton in two of them and you give Carberry the second test if Carberry looks shot in confidence Harry Byrne is struggling with injury are you now looking at a likely scenario that if Sexton is fit Sexton starts all three tests yeah I, I don't see like I, I, while we want to spread the wealth and get the players experience at some point you have to earn the Ireland jersey I, especially over in New Zealand away from home in a, in a series like this there's no such thing as a cheap cap and Joey Carberry got 15 minutes off the bench the other night to, to, to prove his case you know, he's had you know big games in, in back end of the season and he's been poor, you know, and, and I think he's a he's a fabulous player. I think he's probably more of a fifteen than a ten, but you know, he's he's still capable of doing a good job as we saw in Paris. But he's not in the form that he was in at that point of the season. That like you know, his first act the other night was kick the ball straight into touch. He dropped another pass, he didn't look confident, he didn't look like he was in control. Um 
Frawley was okay, but you know, you're hardly going to, you know, it's unlikely based on what we saw the other night that he's going to be on the bench. And really, Ireland is scratching around, and like they almost need Sexton to get injured so that they have to play these players. But you know, Andy Farrell has to go to join Sexton either with a plan or to say, look, this guy's playing better than you at the moment. And no one is doing that at the moment. No one is kind of pushing them. Um, and that's a real concern. Like That has to be a bit real concern because of Sexton's age profile. I know Johnny Sexton probably thinks we're all trying to finish him off. It's mm. not. It's, it's, it's just the obvious risk that's there and the fact that Ireland are not prepared. In 2015, he went down before the quarterfinal and Ian Madigan came in having started four games in the previous World Cup cycle against four mediocre opponents less than mediocre three tier two teams and Scotland I think in a, war, in a World Cup warm up um, four years later Johnny Sexton was rested for the Japan game and Jack Carty was picked for uh, having never started the game for Ireland before the World Cup warm ups I mean that is the, the, the epitome of bad planning and I don't think you know they knew they were going to New Zealand this this, this summer so you know, this wasn't the time to experiment either. Maybe the Italy game in the Six Nations, you know, they got Carberry in for, for a few games over over the last while. But they can't account for him dropping form either. So now they're down to their, you know, the, if you look beyond that, they brought Harry Byrne who just can't stay fit and Leinster don't seem to be able to, they can't convince themselves that he's better than his brother, whereas Ireland's here clearly have. Like, it's a real issue. And mm. I, I know we keep talking about it. We've probably talked about it on this show more than anything else I've talked about. But, it, like, it, that's because it's, when the World Cup, if the World Cup goes a cropper, like, you know, this is where it's probably going to happen. So it's a real, I think it's a massive red flag on this Ireland squad and a, a real source of concern. If Sexton makes it and, and is able to do it, it's going to be an incredible story and, you know, everyone's going to be delighted for him. But if he doesn't, I just struggle to see what the plan B is. I don't, I don't think they really know themselves. Uh, just briefly, you mentioned there a couple of times the thinness of the squad and is that there are, you know, injury issues with a lot of players at the end of the season. Is there a reason that they didn't bring more players? When I asked the question, it was that they didn't want guys going off tour, that they wanted to have a lean enough squad that everyone would be involved with a chance of seeing action in, in, in at least one of the five games. Um, I thought they could have brought one or two more, particularly in those specialist positions, those attritional positions. They lost Rob Herring before they even got going and they had to call up uh, Niall Scannell, who actually was excellent the other night, despite the fact that he only arrived off the plane and, and got a spot on the bench. They've, you know, Ed Byrne, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but Ed Byrne, I believe, is on the plane over. So that's two replacements that they've had to call up from their holidays so far. And with James Hume likely to come home, Healy struggling and a test against the All Blacks this weekend, and Ian Henderson ruled out probably going to need more you know so I, I thought it was a like certainly like they've a massive backroom staff going with them they've thrown resources at this tour I don't believe it's a financial consideration I think Farrell wanted to be as close to a World Cup without being crazy about it as he could World Cup was 33 he thought 40 would get him by but the more you know the, the, just seeing the game on Wednesday night and the way they were dropping like flies you do wonder whether one or two specialists could have been brought or even maybe like a Ross Maloney and Jack O'Donoghue who as a, as a midweek captain to kind of bolster that team and give it a bit of leadership during the week because they really I know Aki there was a lot they made a lot of sense to make him captain the other night but I thought he, was really, like he is a quiet player you know he's not a player who often has has often captained the team and I thought Ireland when the penalties were going against him he was very very quiet he played quite well you know reasonably well but it, you know I thought in that regard I'm not sure it worked out as, with him as captain and I wonder if someone just given that role as the midweek captain would have worked out again I didn't call for this before the tour it's after time in a little bit but I wonder whether that, that may turn out to be a mistake uh, the All Blacks team then uh, three Barretts named Bowden Barrett at, out half uh, Richie Myunga among the substitutes you mentioned the size of the pack there anything else that stood out 
Well, it's the it's the big thing that they're talking about over there is the selection of Scott Barrett at six. So Scott Barrett is the the kind of less heralded of the three Barrett brothers, but he's a brilliant second row for the Crusaders, who kind of has been a bit part. He, he struggles to break that Brody Ritalik Sam Whitelock axis in second row. He might be getting close to it now, but the last time they tried this was the World Cup quarter final, sorry, semi final against England. It's the only time he's ever played at six for the All Blacks, and it went disastrously wrong. And they're kind of all worried that it's going to go wrong again. I think it's a smart selection, to be honest. He, he, their pack is enormous, and it looks like it. Like it's not enormous in South African terms, but in Irish terms, it's a very, very big pack. It's like an English pack with a lot of line-out options. Um, you know, they're a little bit light, maybe. Um, in prop, I don't think they'll cause Ireland the kind of scrum problems that that some other teams could, but they do have incredible ball carriers who are able to carry hard. They're fresh, they're early in their season, and if you think about how Ireland beat them in November. They're going to be smarting, and I think they're being sent out to beat Ireland up on on, on Saturday. You know, Leicester Fanganuku make his debut at eleven. He's a really, really you know, one of these kind of Lomu prototypes they've rolled off over the last couple of years. They've got an incredible selection of wings that they're not picking, and, and he's he's really, really good. Quinn Tupay is the the twelve. He's not a distributor. He's not that kind of. He's not a passing twelve. I'm sure he's got good skills, but he's more of a he's more direct. Um, and then they have Severis and Rico Oane who are well capable of ripping things open. So they can beat you up. They can beat you both ways. They can beat you up and then go wide out to those boys and they'll cause you problems. And then Jordy Barrett, if it's a light one, can kick kick goals from anywhere in the pitch. So they've got it all. Um, and yet Ireland have greater cohesion and New Zealand are still scratching around for their best team. So I wouldn't like to oversell them. They're really good players, but this team hasn't played an awful lot of rugby together and it has had quite a disrupted week as well. So it's an interesting one. It depends on how quickly they can hit the ground running because in the past, they've, they haven't quite put it all together in their first test of the year. This is where traditionally they've been a little bit vulnerable in as much as any New Zealand team can be. How long is Joe Smith going to be there before we start talking about how many offloads they have per game? <laughs> yeah, I think he might struggle to limit the offloading of these boys. And the thing people always said about Schmidt, the people who worked with him, was that he never stopped you from, from making an offload. He encouraged it as long as it was the right decision. And I think when you have ball carriers as powerful and as skillful as these guys, he might be more willing to let the leash off and that, that they may not get roasted in the uh, in the, the, the video room quite as much as the, the Irish boys who, who, who weren't able to win the collisions in the same way. Like his, you know, it's such an incredible storyline to, to be following over the course of the week. Ian Foster will be back. As, according to his press conference this morning, Foster will be um, back in the coach's box on Saturday um, as long as he, you know, t- you know, returns a negative antigen I presume and um, I don't think Schmidt will be certainly visible and he, I'm sure he'll be there somewhere or watching quite closely I think he is going to have an influence on this series but he might not be front and centre in the way people expect it like if, if Foster's back he might step back into the shadows but he's there and his influence is probably being felt Alright Rory great stuff as always Cheers Nathan uh, full Rugby reaction. on Off The Ball With Vodafone Official sponsors of the Irish rugby team We all belong to the team of us